is a Woodside Church podcast. Good morning, guys. <laughs> so nice to see so many of you here today. Um, this is my first time that I'm up here preaching, so you just got to bear with. Uh, I'm pretty nervous, but I'm also pretty excited. Um, so that's a bit of a combination for mumbling and, and juttering, so, so bear with me. Um, yeah, but I, I'm sure um, through the power of the Holy Spirit and through God's grace, I'll be able to give you guys uh, God's word that he's put on my heart. Um, unlike my dad and Hudson uncle, I probably won't have an issue with going over time. Uh, <laughs> it's probably going to be an issue of being too short, so the hatches might open a little earlier than usual today, uh, so be aware of that. Um, yeah. <laughs> so uh, a few months ago, I was having a conversation with my mum about prayer, and uh, she asked me, why do you always say God rather than Father when you pray? To be honest, I didn't think much of it at the time. I thought, if I'm still praying to the same person, why does it matter what I call him? A few days later, Hudson Uncle told me that the topic was gonna, that I was going to be preaching on was the Lord's Prayer, and that my portion was going to be Our Father in Heaven. Uh, and me and my mom just burst out laughing. I knew that this was going to be something important for me to implement within my prayer life. A few months down the line, I can confidently say that addressing God as my Heavenly Father uh, has really allowed me to develop a much closer and personal relationship with him. So yeah, as, as you can see, my verse today is Our Father in Heaven. At the time that Jesus was alive, it would have been a radical idea to call the all-powerful, sovereign God your Father. Jesus' teaching would have shocked the teachers of religious law and the people who came to listen to him. Jesus wanted to destroy the image of a distant, unreachable God. So how has God made us his children? If we look right at the beginning of the Bible, we can see that God created us in his image to be in relationship with him. We were his children from the very start. Following the first sin in the Garden of Eden, mankind got separated from him. That's when he set in motion his incredible plan to reconcile us back to himself. And this was through Jesus. Jesus came to this world to pay the penalty for our sin by dying on the cross for us. By putting our faith in Jesus, we accept the salvation that God planned for us. We become adopted into his family as his children. In John 1 verses 12, it says, But to all who believed him and accepted him, he gave the right to become children of God. And in Romans 8 verses 14 to 17, it says, For all who are led by the Spirit of God are children of God. So you have not received a spirit that makes you fearful slaves. Instead, you received God's spirit when, you adop when he adopted you as his own children. Now we call him Abba, Father. For his spirit joins with our spirit to affirm that we are God's children. 
Our Heavenly Father has a multitude of characteristics that make him who he is. However, I just want to talk about three points today that have really impacted my personal relationship with him. These three points I want to explore are his love, his faithfulness, and his intimacy. So let's look at the first point, which is our father's love for us. The parable of the prodigal son has to be one of my all-time favorite stories. It's found within the New Testament in the second half of the Bible. Parables are stories told by Jesus to illustrate a spiritual lesson or truth. Within this story, Jesus talks about two sons. I'm going to focus on the younger one. This son asked for his share of of his dad's estate in advance. We can presume that he immediately went to sell the son for money. He then left home and splashed out all his cash by living wildly. As his money started to run out, a famine soon swept over the country. He ended up getting a job as a farmhand, um, and that was to feed pigs. He got so hungry that he wanted to eat the very food that he was feeding to the pigs. As he hit rock bottom, he remembered his father. He thought to himself, even my father's workers have enough food to eat whilst I'm out here starving. I'm going to go home, apologize to him, and beg me and beg him to take me on as a worker. Now, at this point, I'll pick up the story from the Bible. So he returned home to his father, and whilst he was still a long way off, his father saw him coming. Filled with love and compassion, he ran to his son, embraced him, and kissed him. And then we see that the father welcomes him back by putting the finest robe on his shoulders, by putting a ring on his finger and sandals on his feet. He then calls for a massive celebration. And this is how he welcomed his son back. The father never stopped loving his son. All he was doing was waiting for him to return. The only thing the son had to do was to come back home. I've actually had a, a similar experience in my life to the prodigal son. I really, I really relate to this story. Um, During my time at university, I found myself spending less and less time with God. I got so excited in everything that was going on that I didn't establish my roots into firm foundations. And that's something that's really essential when you find yourself in new surroundings. This would have been to find a local church, to find other Christians that go to my uni, and most importantly, to continue to spend time with God in the Word and through prayer. Instead of all these things, I ended up following the crowd. Over the course of three years of living wildly, I ended up with a drug and alcohol addiction. As my shame grew deeper, it pushed me further and further away from God and further into addiction. On a particularly heavy night, uh, I was on the edge of what felt like an overdose. I didn't know if I was going to make it through the night. 
In desperation, I called out to God. Within one instant, I felt the sure presence of God with me, holding me and saving me. I remember not sleeping at all that night and heading back home to Bedford in the morning. Um, My mum picked me up from the station and I just remember trying to uh, put on a bit of a face and, and not show her anything, but within seconds I just burst into tears. When my dad came back home from work, I thought I'd just tell him everything fully expecting to be kicked out of the house. Um, Instead of this, he hugged me tightly and he told me that he loves me and that he was going to support me fully. In that moment, I felt my deep sense of shame just vanish through the love of my dad and through the love of my heavenly father that was clearly working through him. I'm so thankful to both my parents Um, just for helping me on my journey to heal and in re-establishing my relationship with my Heavenly Father and also his community. I'm also really thankful to my siblings that aren't here, um, Kez, Josh, and Rich. They helped me so much um, just with their love and their support. Um, I'm also so thankful to you guys, the church. Uh, You guys have been so supportive, loving, and compassionate to me. I quickly realized that this was a place that I can really belong. Um, in particular, I'm so thankful to Hudson Uncle and Vidyanti, and also Uncle Tim and Auntie Catherine, because they just provided me with so much encouragement and so much words of wisdom when I was going through a tough time. All I can do at the end of the day is praise God for the miracle that he's done in my life for just completely turning it around and using it for his glory. <laughs> now, I'm, I'm aware that some people here won't have fathers that they can relate to, and some may not even have a father in their life at all. I'd just like to encourage you guys that uh, you can come and meet your Heavenly Father. He loves you so much, and He is interested in every part of your life. So church, are you able to experience the love of our Heavenly Father? If not, what is preventing you? In my case, it was the crowd. It was my friends and and wanting to please them. I just encourage you to reflect on this. Just as I felt the embrace of my earthly father, I feel the arms of my heavenly father around me. I feel his love all over me. I experience his purity and his holiness. All I had to do was to come back home to him. So church, the Father's love is always available to us. We just have to come back home to him. He is waiting with his arms wide open. So now let me come to my second point. 
our Father's faithfulness. Our Father is entirely faithful, so we can trust him. In Isaiah 49, verses 15 to 16, God says, Can a mother forget her nursing child? Can she feel no love for the child that she has born? But even if that were possible, I would not forget you. See, I have written your name on the palms of my hands. God continually calls the Israelites his own children throughout the Old Testament. Even though they rebelled and walked away from God, again and again he reached out to them. Here the prophet Isaiah really shows us the heart of God. The Father's faithfulness is shown to literally be part of who he is. Our names are written on his hands. He will never leave us nor forsake us. In Matthew chapter 7, verses 9 to 11, Jesus says, You parents, if your children ask for a loaf of bread, do you give them a stone instead? Or if they ask for a fish, do you give them a snake? Of course not. So if you sinful people know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly Father give good gifts to those who ask him? Here Jesus is explaining how our heavenly Father is the best provider. Once we come under his wings, he is fully committed in taking care of our needs. And he is utterly faithful in this matter. Knowing this, the Old Testament prophet Jeremiah says, Great is his faithfulness. His mercies begin afresh each morning. Understanding my father's faithfulness to me and knowing that he's there for me every second has radically transformed my life. As I've been talking with my father and communicating with him, in other words, praying, and bringing my weaknesses, my failures, and needs before him, he has been faithfully working in my life, changing me from one degree of maturity to another degree of maturity. I can come to my father without fear or shame because he knows everything about me, and yet he remains faithful and committed to helping me in my walk with him. So church... Do you fully trust the Father? If not, what is holding you back from him? I'll let you reflect. My third and final point is our Father's intimacy with us. When I come back home late from work, um, my mum always makes food for me, and I get to spend a little bit of time with both my parents. My dad and I often have an Actimel after I finish eating. Uh, this is an Actimel, great drink. There are, there are other pro probiotics available, um, but this is the one that we enjoy. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, we, 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 we crack open one of these and we call this fellowship. Um, just this small time of being together makes all the difference in growing a close relationship with my parents. After a long and busy day at work, um, this time together just refreshes and resets me for the next day ahead. 
In John 15, 23, Jesus says, All who love me will do what I say. My Father will love them, and we will come and make our home with each of them. The Father loves us so much that he wants to have an intimate relationship with us. And this is why he chooses to be with us 24-7. In our busy and complicated lives, we can just sometimes forget to make space to have fellowship with him. He is always available, and we can talk to him throughout the day. When I intentionally find small times within my day to talk to him, I find that he really blesses those moments. I don't necessarily have to say, to, uh, say anything to him either. Um, just resting in his presence is enough. So knowing this truth about the Father's intimacy, the psalmist David prayed this way, reading from Psalms 139, verses 1 to 8. David says, O Lord, you have examined my heart, and you know everything about me. You know when I sit down or stand up. You know my thoughts even when I'm far away. You see me when I travel and when I rest at home. You know everything I do. You know what I'm going to say even before I say it, Lord. You go before me and follow me. So you place your hand of blessing on my head. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me, too great for me to understand. I can never escape from your spirit. I can never get away from your presence. If I go up to heaven, you are there. And if I go down to the grave, you are there. All that is left for us to do is to thank God for what he has done and for being in, their li- being in our lives 24-7. So church, are you able to accept the fact that your heavenly father understands you completely? He understands your feelings fully. Even if your best friend, your wife, your husband can't fully understand you, Each and every one of you has a heavenly father who knows you completely and who understands you completely. He wants to come and make his home in your heart, to live with you and to be there in each moment of your life. Emmanuel, God with us. I just want to end uh, with this verse from Matthew 23, 37. Uh, It says... God says, how often I have wanted to gather your children together as a a hen protects her chicks beneath her wings, but you wouldn't let me. If there is anyone here who has not put their trust in the Heavenly Father, can I please encourage you to do so today? He is a good, good father. Maybe you could talk with a friend that you came with or the person sitting next to you. If you'd like to know more about the Father, come talk to one of us today. And maybe you could also ask the Heavenly Father himself to come and reveal himself to you. So church, we can pray to him in any and every situation. His pure and intimate love will cast out every fear.
Let us put our trust in him fully so he can work out his good, pleasing, and perfect will in our lives. Thank you. You have been listening to a Woodside Church podcast. For more information, visit woodsidechurch.com.